and insert massive fireworks, party noises, because the Pro Painter podcast is back for, don't really use episode numbers anymore, but it is episode 29. Um, we've been on a extended summer break, I suppose you could say. Um, we've had holidays. I've had an amazing holiday over in the US, visiting Universal Studios and uh, Disney. Um, Ian is joining us this show. Hurrah! Welcome, Ian. Hello. We've all been enjoying holidays, and I believe you've also had a holiday. Yeah, I've had a holiday. Went to Cape Verde. It was very nice. Lovely. And I moved house. And you so had your birthday? Been, and I had my birthday, yeah. So it's been all go. When was and your birthday? Uh, 22nd not, September. Not when he was I'm putting photos on Facebook of him celebrating his birthday, because that was early. So that confused it, me. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not on Facebook anymore, so... Yeah, I'm not really either, but I seem to be, yeah, yeah so don't I get, look tagged, I get tagged in things. Oh, yeah. we, had a, we, had a, we had an amazing one come up yesterday. I don't know if you guys have met. I um, thought you were going to say, oh, we had an amazing party. Is that where the fuck was my invitation? <laughs> no, it didn't look like a great party, to be honest, to be fair. Um, Ian looked a bit pissed. Was it a good party, Ian? Did you have, did you have fun with the fam? I did. I did, yeah. Oh, oh shit. Good. Oh, shit. He was visiting the family. Rob. Yeah, so it was down this neck of the woods. Yeah, so great. thanks, that, Ian. Shit, okay. Ian, I've dropped it. Obviously, joined by Rob as well. Hi. Hi, yeah, welcome, bud. Um, oh, sorry, just off on a quick tangent. We had an amazing thing drop in the one of our chats the other day. So if you guys have met not Rich... Ian's ceiling. No, no, no. <laughs> Rich Belfield, you or, or Rich Bumfeld. Um, bit of a lol. I thought that he, I thought his name was Bumfeld, not not Belfield. Um, right. so, somebody put a photo of a fleshlight. I'm not going to explain what that is. People can Google it. Someone put a photo of a fleshlight on Facebook, and his mum tagged him in, <laughs> <laughs> which was which was hilarious. Um, so yeah, so we're, we're back from our break. I think it's been about three months now. Um, I, I think we're lucky because we're doing this podcast because we want to do it, opposed to kind of a popularity and getting money and stuff from it so we're able to kind of sit on it for a little while we don't have to announce we're going on a big break or we're taking some time away or we're dropping it we can just record podcasts whenever the fucking we feel like it really we do it every six every every three weeks i think that would be the plan going forward brilliant if not who cares you can just wait till yeah. the next one comes out Keep edging you. Yeah. Edgy. Yeah. Oh, Got a sexual references in there straight <laughs> off the bat. First, first seven back. minutes. First seven <laughs> minutes. There's, there's, there's this thing every now and again that pops up about people making podcasts family friendly. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. Fuck That's that. fine. You want to do family friendly podcasts? Of course. Fill your boots, but you'll never get me really on a friendly. F- also, I did do Heel and Hammer, but I couldn't do it myself. There's too much dirt in there. Just, I'm a thirsty boy, full of dirt. Yeah. <laughs> thirsty. And with a, on, with a U. Yeah. And on other news, Ian is now um, selling his bathwater. Um, yeah. 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 Pretty much. I'll, I'll probably buy it to me, and I'm vaping it. <laughs> apparently, it's better for you than vaping now, um, according yeah. to you two. So, hey. like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll get back on the fucking unbelief, shall I? Even Trump's thinking of buying it. No, oh, Christ, it must, it, must, it must be true, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, great. So um, we're just going to have kind of a general dick around, general catch-up. Um, yeah. We'll get back into more regular 
<laughs> such as such his planned shows. Um, I'd love to get. Um, I think there's a bit of a within our group. There's a bit of a, a hobby buzz kind of muscling its way back through again. Um, so it'd be great to kind of get uh, Chris uh, and Aaron in particular. Get some guest, those yeah, two. get some guest guest episodes on the go again. I think. Yeah, really yeah. Cool. Well, I think I might reach out to Oscar at some point. It'd be great to get yeah. some, uh, you know, some some foreign blood on the on on the show. It's just a bit tricky um, to organise things sometimes. So that's the only reason it's it's not happening. Um, I mean, what I will say as well is, um, if you didn't see the announcement on on uh, Twitter, um, so Pro Painted Studios, which obviously is my my little baby business, um, thanks to the community, yeah. uh, has been going not literally a baby business. <laughs> Fucking hell, what the hell of a phrase to choose? I don't have a baby business in, and babies are not related to my business at all. Um, but I do have a, a, a slowly booming fledgling. business, used to say, yeah, fle- fledgling, fledgling company business, um, and I've now gone part time into that. So I now only work two days. Congratulations! For, thank you. I work two days yes. for the man, and work, um, <laughs> the man and um, fucking seventies fucking sitcom character. Here's Matt. Round of yeah. applause from the can. Yeah, well, audience in the background. Um, so that's been great, and that's because of really, you know, uh, the community's been fantastic. So I, I can't ask for more other than uh, keep buying stuff and spend more money with me. That that that'd be great. I'd love to go into full time, uh, but that does mean good things for the podcast and um, obviously blog posts and things going forward. Um, something I am looking into because I think at the moment, as far as I can tell, you can only do it on Macs. Um, they've got a podcast kind of audio software you can use where you can insert pictures so basically links that people can click on as they're going through so it's something i really want to look into kind of going forward which would be great and on- yeah you can definitely there's a couple of there's a couple of um just a general nerd podcasts and a, a transformer podcast i uh, um listen to that do it's mainly about like third party toys and stuff but uh they have you know as you as you're there on screen rather than just having the banner of the podcast it cycles through you know, sort of, you know, if they're talking about sort of pre-release picks and stuff like that, then that kind of stuff pops up, which would be quite kind of cool. Yeah, so that's something I want to look into now. I've got the time to do that. So, you know, going going part time into ProPaint Studios isn't just me working on my own little business. It, it allows me to do a bit more with, you know, the brand, what we're doing. Um, allows me to get to more events, awesome. which is great. Hopefully, see your two sexy faces at a few events, kind of next year onwards. Um, and I also wanted to say, you know, over this, over this period of time, we've, um, you know, we've got great little relationship. I know you guys have never been there, but, uh, Curtain Games has been going, going from strength to strength. Um, we've got their December event, um, coming up. I mean, I'd love, I think you two would absolutely love it, but I think it's a little bit of a track for you to come all the way down to, um, so they've got their first two day kicking off, um, in December, uh, which a whole bunch of us are going down to so they do still have some tickets to 7th the 7th and 8th on the curtain games website i don't know about you guys i don't know if you ever ever fancy coming down for a an event that down south yeah i think you'd probably i'd, I'd quite like i mean obviously work permitting and and you know if i can you know, sort of keep on someone's sofa or whatever but it'd be quite nice to perhaps um so i always found coming down for just an event especially that sort of uh, drive, you know, to come down for maybe a long weekend, you know, come down on a Thursday night and you know, sit there dicking around with you on your on your on your printers and your bits and bobs, you know, giving your hand and 
getting stuck into maybe some tokens or something on the Friday and you know, perhaps have, you know, sort of make a bit of a more of a long weekend out of it. So, you know, rather than just coming down gaming and going, yeah. actually spend some time, you know, do some, you know, some other bits and bobs as well. So um, definitely have to, uh, have to check that out. And I, it's funny because the, um, I forgot to mention it on the last episode and it was the last episode that I went, but um, I did speak to, uh, when I was up there with Ben from the Two Peas podcast, for sure, uh, yeah. the op- open day about us perhaps doing a Christmas special or or some sort of special th- there where you know there's the the five of us get together and and uh, have a you know sort of round table kind of thing maybe or you know invite some other people along from from the area you know get Chris and, and Aaron involved and a couple of they've got a couple of guys obviously that they're they in their sort of closer hobby circle as it were so, so it'd be nice to perhaps organise something like that bit of an old school TBS round table episode mate <laughs> last time that happened both times so that was an absolute disaster first one I wasn't there for that's when Diesel turned up <laughs> after having just finished his Christmas party for work absolutely smashed walked in on Kaz's uh, girlfriend having a shower um, and everyone's like the door was locked he's like oh no no she wasn't locked like, no, the door was locked. She wasn't locked to me. Um, so that was proper creepy. And that's the whole drink now. Yeah. Everyone drink. We just got everyone to drink, but couldn't remember what to say. And the other one was the Weymouth meetup, where all I can say is after I woke up at home asleep on the sofa and projectile vomited all over myself uh, about two o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. So... Oh. Yeah, Crunky not, mat. I mean, I don't. Not, uh, not, um, oh, maybe not to those sort of extreme. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think that's what. We're maybe gonna, not to those. We're going to have to top that now, surely. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I've, I've uh, you know, uh, Dan and Ben. I'm not sure how, how hard they like to party. I know they're very upstanding members of their of their community. So I, I don't know if we can perhaps subjugate them and and get them get them smashed. We'll have to go in Cardiff. We'll have to do Metro, strip clubs, and gambling. <laughs> do the triumvirate. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. But I'll be, I'll be up for something, you know, around that sort of. You know, if we can, you know, going back to what Anish said with with Kurt, and it'd be lovely to to get down there. I mean, the main reason, obviously, you said you, you mentioned they've got podcasting equipment down there, and it'd be nice to actually do a podcast where we're all sort of sat around rather than yeah, that's a good idea. Like you know, and, and doing all that kind of thing. So you know, we did mention it, but. Again, it's been so long since uh, that rolled around, and obviously we're all busy. But yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's something for the future. Yeah, much stuff. Yeah. No, definitely great plans. Um, and what what I also wanted to mention very quickly, going back to my own little business again, uh, Pro Painted Studio. So by the time this comes out, um, we should have Free Cities tokens imminent. That is a hell of a book to do tokens for, I must say. Uh, but they've been hotly requested. Um, but as you listen to this, you will have uh, both Iron Jaws and Bone Splitter new updated fresh token sets for the new release are done, along with a Awar haven't used WAR, it's a GW term, so it's green power points, so all props to Chris Tomlin for coming up with that one. Those are all available on the website and all available to order at the moment, so do please come and have a look and pick those up if you like the look of them. And uh, yeah, so Free Cities, just to reiterate, I'm getting a lot of messages on Free Cities, there's a lot to a lot to track and keep record of, and they will be out this week, no later than Saturday. You should hopefully be listening to this on a Thursday, so a day 
day earlier than we would do normally. We normally do a Friday, but I don't have to work Thursdays anymore, so I can do this early. Well, I still Ooh, work. Oh. Just work, but not quite the same thing. A bit more relaxed. You were your own boss. Yeah, yeah. Problem is, my, my new boss, bit of a dick. Bit of a... <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not the nicest. He keeps getting me up really early to do stuff I don't want to do. Uh, that's sounded dodgy. That sounded dodgy as well. Yeah. Um, oh, Rob, right, just... before before we go into, well, no, I'm, I'm here. Uh, before Hello. before we uh, going back to what you said about your baby business. Um, I don't have a baby business. Stop it! Don't go spreading those rumours. <laughs> well, um, it was funny because I uh, popped in um, to pick up a few bits and bobs, uh, some groceries yesterday from our local Lidl, and I'm um, seeing where this is going. Other supermarkets are available, obviously. Um, but they got all, you know, like, obviously the place was awash with Christmas sort of fair, as Hell it were. Yes. Um, um, which is great, you know, it's, it's the run up. You know, I can't believe we're closer to Halloween than we are to September now. So it's, uh, you know, this, this year's trucking on. Um, but obviously, they get, along with the Christmas stuff, they had, you know, the, the most amazing amount of sort of Halloween sort of get you know gear and sweets and all the rest of it but and I, I don't know obviously they've got those sort of middle aisles where all the random stuff is that you, you know you go and buy a blooming helicopter or a footstool or a pressure washer do you know what I mean whatever no all but made by the same people as well they tend to be um the triumvirate of random stuff in, yeah. footstool what you get just got a footstool a helicopter pressure washer <laughs> yeah and um Someone must have been someone must have been having a laugh when they when they sort of organised where all the bits and bobs were because you had at the one end of the aisle sort of building up towards the end of the aisle you had like all the Halloween fancy dress you had all the like little plastic kind of uh, pumpkin head baskets that the kids can carry around and put all their candy in and stuff and then you had all the sort of the the big multi packs for sweets and all the rest of it and that was towards the very end of the aisle and at the end of the aisle sort of on you know where the not on the but on the aisle end, sort of facing um, ninety degrees from all of that. Uh, someone had put this. I, I shit you not, right? <laughs> Heavy duty zip ties, <laughs> black sort of bin liner plastic bag, like heavy duty plastic bags, and rubber gloves. Brilliant. And it's like, look, like that for like right. You got all the sweets, and you got the kidnapping equipment. Where was the Where was the Did lime I mean? and bleach? Yeah, exactly. Well, down the next one and shovels and, you know, <laughs> my first alibi kit as well, you know. Is there any electrical tape there as well? No, there was. I didn't. I, I sort of sh- shuffled past that quite quickly. It was like, I don't want to spend too long looking at this in case it incriminates <laughs> myself. But um, no, it was, uh, I thought someone must have been having a laugh or it was just a massive coincidence. And that's just where my mind goes when I see these type of things. Not, I, I, I think it's the, the former, but it might be the latter, I'm not sure. I think if I ran a hardware store, I'd probably just have, in a, a completely essentially, just have that as a separate, separate section. <laughs> yeah. Hacks, yeah. Hacksaws, you know. Yeah, big uh, knife, like the knife sharpening blocks and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it'd be quite, quite funny. <laughs> top, top all awesome. Ace. So how are you finding... Um, what, you, do you still have two houses then now? Do you technically... Well, still. Do you technically have two houses me, yes. Yeah. So how do, yeah. how do you feel now owning a portfolio? Um, just just live in one. Yeah. And the other ones when I you know go back to see family. Full so, of toys. So, yeah, and not Rob. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, you're not technically my family, Rob. Well, 
Tell you, I hate to break right. to you. Right. Rob has I shall... the fucking chat. <laughs> I can, ima- I can imagine. In- I can imagine in Wales that Rob's a bit like Genghis Khan, and you can probably trace back his ancestry all the way back to Rob for about ninety percent of the men <laughs> in the yeah. country. That'd be amazing. But I, um, I'll, next time I'm back, I'll call in to see you. Funny enough, the Ellis coat of arms um, is 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 a is a quadrant, and in top left hand corner is two crossed zip ties, and the bottom <laughs> left hand corner is a shovel. So uh, yeah, we do. Uh, I was going to make an. I was going to make a joke about a picture of a painter that's famous for never finishing anything, (laughs) and no name sprung to mind other than Rob Ellis. Brilliant. (laughs) The fourth bridge. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Um, You can suppose you could have Brexit in the bottom left corner because that's never going to end. So no, yeah. Similar comparison there. A picture of a Treyu in the other corner. Brilliant. Why a Treyu in the never-ending story? So, yeah. Amazing. I still think that scene with the horse is still haunts me to this day. I don't know why it is people are just putting that on social media so much at the moment. I'm like, stop it. The next thing we'll be doing, they're putting the fucking wheelies up. Do you remember the wheelies from the second movie? Scary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Freaking, yeah. Yeah. Men with half-bicycle men things. Weird. They, have you ever seen? Have you ever? It reminds me of that film. Have you ever seen Return to Oz? Yeah. The movie, and they've got like the similar kind of. They've got the flying monkeys, haven't they? But they're a bit yeah. more sort of LSD influenced yeah. in their design. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me. That like Giga, well. Giga got involved for some bizarre reason. Oh, did he? Uh, yeah. Well, no, you know I'm saying it felt like it did. Oh, oh well, I was going to say that. Yeah, something gets fucked up. It's probably him. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's weird to call him Giger, not Geiger. It's not Geiger. Yeah. Not. Okay. It's not. Okay. It's not. He's not a Geiger counter. He got annoyed when he got the Oscar for Aliens because they called him Geiger. Oh really? Yeah, he's Giger. Oh, oh sorry, oh. my bad. FYI. Um, yeah. So, my, my, my yeah. He's dead now, isn't he? Um, yeah. You can see what he went, yes. Rob. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> he can't fuck him. He's dead. Well, well, he can. <laughs> Like I said, I spent a lot of time in Mid Wales over the last week or so. Uh, exposed I'm pretty sure he had enough money. I'm sure he had enough money not to be buried in Mid Wales. Let's be honest. Oh, well. Things things weren't that hard up for him. It's where the Scott brothers are for. That's a that's a from that's a kind of a what's that? Weird, what uh, the Scott brothers are from uh, Mid Wales, aren't they? Scott, oh, what? Ridley and Tony. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant Scott Lyons and his brother. No, no, no. Is that an alien connection there? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that, makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yes, yeah, so that's plenty of rambling. Well, to be honest, this is going to be a rambly crap talking about stuff episode. Just how you like it, listeners. Just yeah. how you like it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hobby going on for myself. Um, I don't want to drag it out too much, so I, I, I won't. Oh, wait. Have you done anything, Ian? Any, any, any picked up any? Yes. Oh. Yes, Ooh. I've um, filled the gaps between the face and the bodies of three Boingrot bounders. Yeah. That's what I've done. Yeah. Brilliant. That's yeah. my hob- That's my hobby update. What What techniques did you use for that? Just a little, a little bit of green stuff. What, what What consistency? More yellow? More blue? Or equal? No green. Um, yeah, it's 
it's still green. It's just a different shade of green. <laughs> Do you keep the green so, stuff yeah. in the freezer? No, I don't. That's common, apparently. It keeps it. I know. I hear that. Nice. Some, some of the, um, have you seen that you used to get it in big tubes rather than the, yes. the, the two splits? I'm not sure the best way to describe it, but the one that's where it's joined in the middle, like a ribbon. Um, but people used to put that as, like, roll, put it in, like, little Maltese sized balls and put it in the freezer. Like, like but, uh, mm, but I couldn't be asked for that. No, it's fine. Do you cut yeah, the middle? I Yes. I don't do that either. That's that's just wrong, because it because <laughs> it's because it cures in the middle where it joins. Well, mine's always been fine. I've never had a problem with it. Everyone's always mm. cut the middle out, and I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. No, it definitely does. No, I've never really found it. What what tools do you use when when green stuffing? Um, I feel like I need to extend this a little bit because <laughs> you've got fuck all else to add to the hopping ketchup. Yeah. Um, I, I've got um, a selection of, I think they're dental t- tools. Okay. I got them made like years and years ago, um, various different shapes. I've got, um, my favourite is like a little, um, almost like a petal, a small petal on one end and like a diamond at the other. That's my favourite. Yeah. See, all I've got in my head is just how painful that would be if they use it on you while visiting the dentist. They do look like tools of torture. They do, yeah. And in some ways, they are. Yeah. Well, I use, I've yeah. still got two of the trusty, I don't even know if GW sell them anymore, the metal sculpting tools where it's got a kind of a non-sharp blade on one end and a... Yeah, like a flat, small flat circle. Inch. Yeah, I got one of them as well. It's quite good. Yeah, I quite it like is. It. Genuinely yeah, is. solid. It's a bit underrated. And I've got some clay shapers. So those are the ones yeah. with like the, the plastic edges on. Yeah, I never, I've got a set of them. I never got you never got on with the the fact they've got the give yes of using it yeah so yeah oh, yeah nice, so, nice the softness yeah super glue yeah how because i use a lot of super glue with green stuff oh why is that, why um so it started with infinity models to start with which are like dainty metal models yeah. And gluing metal on metal is just dick. Um, so you put a little, you pre-mix up your green stuff, tiny, tiny amounts. You put a little dab of super glue down. You put your green stuff on top of the super glue. Put some super glue on top of the green stuff, and then put the joints together, and you can kind of trim off yeah. the excess. It just gives it that area to kind of stick to. Um, yeah. I also do a lot of. I always, I generally always do my bases separate to the models. Um, so on occasion, after you've done a nice base and you've got your model to go on it, you're like, oh, the sand's not right. It's kind of sticking up too much. It's going to make it look off. So rather than levelling it out, potentially ruining the base, I normally do that with feet as well. It's actually really good for the feet. Um, so rather than having to pin them, you can just put same thing. Um, dab a super glue on the feet of your model, a little bit of green stuff, a little bit of super glue on top of that, and just press them down into the base, and they'll just fit the contours, and it seems to work well. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I, think I, use, I use it um, and uh, when I'm doing the magnetising, put a blob of yes. green stuff Same and thing. then push the magnet in and then yeah. the glue on that because it makes it really, really solid, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it's It literally is, about, it is the same process, really. Um, so that's your exciting hobby for the last three months? 
yeah, what, I've been very productive. So what's your, any, any thoughts? Obviously, I know you're getting settled into the new house and you've had a bit of a roofing issue, but anything at the forefront, forefront of your mind you're kind of mulling over? Anything kind of grabbed your attention? Do you want to finish anything? Uh, you know, what, what's your thoughts at the moment? I know, yeah, it's going to potter through various bits and bobs, but I think I'm going to, the main thing I'm interested in at home is the uh, 40k chaos stuff. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, so that, was been... a, that was a nice noise. That that was a bit of lip sucking there, wasn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah. That's um, okay. Yeah. So quite like yeah, all the various factions of the chaos at the forty k at the moment. So okay. I think I'm going to do a might in the new year. I might um, start work on a Death Guard army. Nice. Well, hit me up. I've mm. got quite a lot of Death Guard. If you need any more. Um, I think I've got pretty much everything now, apart from a couple of the characters I'm going to get pick up from Warhammer Conquest. Sure. Because they are um, cheap. Are you, um, are you signed up for Conquest at the moment? No. no. I've just been picking up individual issues. Yeah. Um, and Motarian. So apart from those, I think I've got all the models in the range yeah. so I'm going to um, yeah start cracking on with those in the new year I think just awesome. gradually but I got the um, the old what's it Dark Vengeance is that the one with the Chaos the old starter set yeah so I got the Chaos from that from eight years ago <laughs> um, bits from um, Blackstone Fortress sure and the various things in that so yeah but like all I like Pretty much like all the different sub factions of the chaos. So yeah, yeah. I think that's going to be my uh, yeah. So away from AOS for a bit, I think. Oh, lovely So no AOS or or anything. Um, no. Mm, no, nothing's really taking my fancy at the moment. I might mm-hmm. do some bits and bobs as a um, as just a almost like a what's the right word? Um, What's the, uh, the like a, kind of thing? no a palette cleanser? Palette cleanser. You could do AOS as a palette cleanser. Yeah, when I'm bored of painting, you know, Death Guard and Nurgle, I'll um, I'll um, paint some some AOS or or well um, or I might just paint a different shade of chaos in 40k. Yeah. So so but that's a, yeah so I so might move on to if I get bored of the Death Guard, do some Thousand Suns, do some Black Legion. So I just move around the different sub factions. Okay. Well, I've got some. I've, I'm slowly buying um, some Tau models off um, Rob, um, and my plan is when I get around to them to do them in kind of a, a synth wave color scheme. I want to do like purples and turquoises and kind of have the uh, I think the purple in the recesses and have that fade out to uh, turquoise on top as the highlights and things. So we'll see how that goes. Nice. That sounds good. I like yeah. that. Yeah, I kind of quite. I, I got some good reference photos uh, of things I'd seen people have been doing with like Gundam kits and things. Um, so I'm quite excited by that. But that, that's that's one of the. You know, you have one of those projects that kind of floats around. You're like, oh, I'll do that. I'll do that at some point. It's one of those. Um, yeah. I mean, I've got my painting table at the moment. Um, I'm working on my feck army now. Uh, I actually think I probably would have mentioned it a fair bit on the last episode um, because the original plan was to do it as a, a contrast um, painted army um, for the Dogger Invitational back in June. 
Uh, he gave himself a few weeks to do it. Unfortunately, it didn't quite come together, um, mostly because a lot of the contrast paints weren't available. I couldn't, there was a slow delivery uh, with Royal Mail, hurrah. So that didn't work out. And I think sometimes, I think I painted, uh, well, not think, but I've done a Vargas, 20 Ghouls, three Crypt Horrors, and a, a Zombie Dragon character. And... Um, you know when you're like halfway through a project and the rest just sits in a couple of boxes and you just you don't yeah. do anything with it. Um, I've used we've got bloodshed in the shires, which is uh, run by um, Steve Curtis and I can't remember the guy's name. Um, end of this month, a couple of weeks. Uh, no, next weekend it is shit. Um, so I've decided to kind of push myself to get the army finished off. Uh, for that event so it is still mostly contrast um so it's based on the shayish um color scheme in the feck book where they've got predominantly black skin but a white kind of um underbelly and uh, kind of lower face um so that works quite well with the contrast paints one coat of uh, uh, black templar straight out of the pot and a 50 50 50 mix with the the medium is what i what i tend to like so it gives, gives a good coverage but doesn't quite hit all the raised areas it kind of naturally highlights it and gives the skin kind of like an almost like an oily kind of shark out of water look to it which, which i quite like um so i've got some more ghouls for that um so yeah i've got just over a week to paint two Terrorgeists, Tangles, six Flayers. Um, I've just finished up. I don't know if you saw my photos of the the throne, the fact throne. Uh, yes, I think I have. Um, yeah, I know it's, it's, yeah, it looks good. It's a really looks... nice model. I, I think I really underappreciated it because I think the majority of them have been kind of painted quite quickly, which is not an issue. Um, but it was nice to sit down with it. I painted the the bony throne separately. Um, I use a bit of airbrushing on that, kind of a dark colour from underneath for the bone, a light colour from the top. Bony throne. Yeah, bony throne. Um, and actually, funny enough, you just jump in there, Robert. I kind of took a, I took away a little bit of something what you were saying. Um, I think for me, whenever I've painted bone, I've always gone, I've always painted it as you would do in like the classic style, so base coat, heavier wash, highlight up, and I always think they look a bit janky. But um, I think yeah. painting them a lighter tone, doing more of a glaze, um, then highlighting up is, is definitely the way to go. Um, I don't think you need that really strong contrast. So, no. um, yeah, happy with that. And I'm really excited. I've got costumes sorted because it's, it's kind of Halloween. Um, the week, it's the week weekend before. So I've got costumes sorted for that. Um, so that'll be, a nice. bit of, that'll be a bit of fun. Um, I've redone the wings on some feedback. Uh, I, I went for so my, they've got purple basing, um, but the wings are kind of to a to a pink and purple. And actually, what I've realised looking at it, I'd actually done the wings wrong anyway. So at the point where they meet, so around the claws and stuff, they're the lightest, and they go to dark, and it doesn't kind of doesn't work. Um, so I've gone back to a kind of a fleshy tone with the airbrush, and quite happy with how that's come out. Um, but it would be fun to run the fair. Yeah, definitely look, at, def- definitely look um, just a lot uh, just more natural as well. Obviously, with that, that kit, it's very, um, like, raggedy skin and stuff, isn't it? And yeah. doing it in a more na- in that sort of more natural tone lends itself to the textures that are on the model, I guess. Yeah. And, and now I'm not focused on them being a contrast army. I can go back and add, add things. So, for example, the bone is just um, wraith bone with skeleton horde, which... Um, 
I'm not a fan of Skeleton Horde. I, I don't think it gives a great colour, but I've done it. So I can go over and get some highlights on there. Same with the muscles and um, kind of a bit more details around the face. So hopefully I'll get enough time to do those. So, but yeah, it'll be fun to get the feck on the board. And, and don't tend to be that popular at the moment. Uh, running a bit of a different list for those interested. I'm using Feast Day. Um, so kind of gives you a hint what my costume might be. Um, so it's not... You're going as an ice cream? Uh, yes, I'm going as a massive chocolatey knobbly ice cream. Um, <laughs> well, it's weather's nice. I might go out and get some feasts during lunch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, feast day is it's not gristle course. It's not one of the houses, so you're not stuck to having to use certain things. But it does allow you to use feeding frenzy once per player turn for free, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, so do check that out. That came from uh, I think it was Tom Waller. I played at Facehammer. Um, with a uh, feast day list, and I loved it. So I've kind of got my own version of that. And I, re- I actually think Fek have got some awesome endless spells, um, both in kind of style and what they do on the board. So I'm quite enjoying painting up the, you know, the little Holy Grail, the unholy Grail, should I yeah. say. Um, and I've got the Corpse Mare Stampede as well to paint. So I'm quite looking forward to those. Those, those should be a bit of fun. Um, oh, what about you, Rob? What have you? That, that's my that's my current project. I mean, what have you been plugging away at? Well, yeah, I mean, since we last recorded, obviously it was the open day, and I'd finished um, the Gaunt Summoner and, and taken obviously Bellacor up there as well, and 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 whatnot. Um, I think after that, I don't know whether we've. Do we go over? We went over Blackout, didn't we? Nope. On the last episode, oh, we didn't. Um, but yeah, it took it too long to black out for for you, Bruce. Uh, have a quick look at. And, oh, um, we had so much fun pretending to drop that model. You listeners nah. would not believe Rob's little face. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we obviously the first, first time obviously Ian's in, in the flesh, but what you, obviously it was the first time we'd seen it. What, what were your thoughts when you saw him sort of up front? Oh, don't make me wank mm. you off on the podcast. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, just generally, I mean, not so much in that regard, but, you know, in the difference between seeing it in pictures and seeing it in the flesh as far as, like, the how the base works and stuff, because quite hard, that's quite hard to um, to get in photos. And, yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was quite nice to sort of get everyone's feedback. Yeah. So, yeah, it was I think, as it was I said, it's, it's hard to... It's, it's a different experience seeing it in the flesh than it is in photos. Um, the photos don't convey the, a lot of the details and the, and the lovely smooth transitions you've got on areas, including the metal, which is something yeah. I've, I've, I've never done myself. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's just outstanding in the flesh. Um, I think I stand by the previous comments. I think, for me, the, the basing, it's, it doesn't quite tick all the boxes for me. Um, it's great. Yeah. But I feel like in comparison to the model, the basing isn't quite the same. Like the concept of what you've got is fantastic. But like I said, the fact sometimes it just feels a bit cool thing on a standard base. It's almost GW style, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. When you see a model that's gone that in depth, you, you're kind of looking at this exceptional basing as well, which I think you've got very good basing. And I think it doesn't detract from the model. That's it, and that's just literally nitpicking. Uh, I think that's what we said at the time as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, actually, on the on the subject of that, I did do a tweet the other day, but 
people really, really, really need to go onto YouTube and watch the tutorials that they, yeah. uh, Darren Latham's put up because they are fantastic. I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, they are brilliant. I, th- I can't think of any painting tutorials that I've watched which are better than that. Um, he does a Space Marine face um, from a black undercoat and he goes through every stage and it's very clear it's very well done um um you can see how even he you know uses the brush and where he's applying paint to the model how little the paint he has on 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 the brush um i mean for me the idea of having a space marine head that's undercoat black and doing the first base coat as bugman's wash with half water and then putting that on i was like that just what <laughs> like it's not slightly yeah. watered down like that is that is not covering that model at all and then yeah. two coats that same color and it's it gives you such a such a flat finish and i think it's something i've realized that i don't i don't spend the time to get a nice flat smooth base coat before before yeah. moving on because uh, I, I think sometimes because i just do a general wash i think because that's how i think most people paint nowadays is they do a base coat they do a wash and they highlight um whereas watching darren's videos it's interesting to see he does a base coat and then he does kind of some initial kind of very gentle kind of highlights and then starts applying kind of they're not even they're not washes they're glazes really targeted glazes and in the recesses and stuff yeah in fact he goes through three you know he uses three different brown colors so you don't have to go to that level but um it's it's brilliant i mean genuinely hit youtube up sit and watch the videos they're they're enrapturing to watch i've watched all of them now and i think i go i go so far as to say it's 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 the best it's probably the best tutorial content that i've ever seen online and i watch a lot of that sort of stuff just to pick up on tips and and just to it's 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 kind of like um looking behind it's it's sort of you looking you're getting a glimpse of what's going on behind this like someone's thought process that's that of an accomplished painter overall but has has worked his way through the gw system as well up to the point where he's now sculpting miniatures for him for for them and and seeing his you know you by watching his technique and how he explains stuff um you get an understanding of his uh, like his thought process and um the you know even as far as the um the video i think it was last night or the night before with the uh top 20 tips um that he did for hitting to 20,000 uh subscribers on youtube um and some of the points on there were you know quite it's stuff that we'd heard before but then there were a, a lot of tips on there that that we we hadn't and i'm very much the, the way i learn how to do stuff is you know i can you know, sometimes you look at a miniature and you can you can see how something was done and you can perhaps speak to the person that's painted especially obviously when you go to tournaments and things like that um but uh you know i like you know brush control and all that sort of stuff you can you can kind of teach yourself you know and you can practice but actually understanding a technique and thinking all oh, right okay like you said you know with the you wouldn't have thought you just wouldn't have thought to do three layers of 
Bugman's Glow that's 50-50 with water no. to get that extra smooth surface and using that lit and, and having targeted shades. And that's kind of like with the, painting the skulls and the bone and stuff. You know, that's kind of what I, you know, I've kind of learned that from watching videos rather than, because, you know, layering up, especially with like bone colours, like a shabti bone is is a terrible, you know, it's so yeah. easy, it's not, it's so easy to get chalky and thick and lumpy. Um, so if you start with a, you know, a smoother, lighter finish and then target those shades in and around the eye sockets and the ridges and all the rest of it, um, and then highlight back up is similar to, you know, it's obvious, you know, it's clear that, you know, I've, I've seen that he has a, he has a blog as well. Um, that's worth visiting because he has a lot of his, uh, non-metallic metal tutorials and, um, sort of examples of stuff that he's painted. Obviously the, the videos are far more, um, in depth as far as seeing, actually seeing stuff. But I'm, you know, there's, we say there's, you learn, people learn of three ways. They learn by seeing, listening or doing, do you know what I mean? And then actually seeing someone who's that accomplished and how quickly he, you know, how quickly he paints that face to that standard is just, you know, it's great to see. And it, it all, the, the, the thing that I found is I find it quite empowering to watch his videos. I think that's a good um, word. That's a really good word. I think. Yeah. And, 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 and it, 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 what, you know, and we'll go, we'll sort of go into it in a bit when, in what I've, you know, been up to, but it really gave me the, the confidence. Um, he does a, a tutorial on how to paint that sort of black armor, uh, on, and certain sort of space marine armor in that very stylized sort of, in vogue way that a lot of the heavy metal painters do with it. It's not quite non-metallic metal, but it's got the sharp, you know, the sort of the cylindrical highlights and stuff like that and all the rest of it. Um, you know, and he's not, you know, he does a leg in about half an hour. <laughs> it looks yeah. like, it looks like it, it's, it's, you know, it's box art plus, do you know what I mean? It's amazing looking. Um, and that really gave me the, th- oh, it's like, well, it's not, you know, not for one second do I think that I'm anywhere near that level of, of ability, but, you know, and he said himself on the, his top ten, his top twenty tips. It's, you know, he's, you know, he cites one of the biggest reasons as to why he can. You know, you learn how to do something well, and then you learn how to do it quick. You don't yes, learn sure. how to do something. You can't paint quick and then learn how to paint well. Um, you know, you you know, you learn how to do something well and the brush control that it takes, and the fact that he doesn't use it for every single bit of painting that he does. He uses a size two and a size one brush. Yeah, and he does, and to see his brush control getting the tiniest of deep, like he painted um, that new sh- uh, Shrike head as well in one of his tutorials, um, and just doing the like the yellow and black tubing on you know on the miniatures head on on the bit of bionics that he has and doing that with with a size one brush where most of us would reach for a you know a, a triple zero or a, a double zero brush to do something like that to see the amount of brush control that he has where you know he's using a size one to do pretty much all his really finest work and like on that hedge tour you know doing the painting the eyes wasn't he yes and um uh in doing stuff like that and, and i've i've started to do it. i've started to try and you know with, all, with the stuff that i've been doing i've it's the smallest brush that i've used is a size one um you know even with the sort of really finest edge highlights because i really wanted to try and you know get that brush control down and i think that, you know like i said it just feels really just seeing behind the veil slightly of how some of these guys you talk you know 
you know, talk to someone and they say, oh, you know, how do you paint so well? And they say, oh, I practice a lot. And it's like, well, what does that actually mean? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, and, and to see him do it and see how simple it can be to achieve some of these results was just, yeah, it just gave me so much more confidence. I think, again, it's probably the best hobby content that I've seen, at least in a lot of, since I've been back in the hobby, you know, in the last 10 years, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, it's just I don't I, I can't even quite put my finger on it. It's just it's just the way that it's done. Yeah, he plans to do one a week, if not more. Yeah, and he's going to start doing AOS stuff, and I, I just cannot I literally cannot wait. It's going to give me so much motivation and inspiration to get you know the rest of this pro, the siege project done. That you know I, I just can't, I can't wait to I just can't wait for the next video like. Yeah, no, I agree. It's the first YouTube channel I've ever subscribed to. Sorry, Mitzi and Jimbo and some of the others <laughs> that are out there. Yeah. But it's the first one I've ever bothered to create a YouTube login and subscribe to so I get notifications when a new one comes up. Yeah, I watched the first one and that was it. I was hooked. I, I had to yeah. keep I have to keep I had to keep subscribed. So we've got for a little bit of a tangent there, but um yeah, but please do. I mean if you really want to up your painting, like that that guy is laying it out better than it's almost it's almost like yeah. watching Penn and Teller. Do you remember Penn and Teller were on TV? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. doing like the, the magician's secrets and stuff and people were going yeah, mental. Yeah. It's what it feels like. Yeah, it's amazing. Um but yeah, but I mean you you talked about we'll get into what you're doing at the moment, but now's the perfect time, mate. Well, you know, Talk about what, yeah, so, um, yeah, so, well, <laughs> going back to um, what we were saying before, we, we spoke about Darren's videos. Um, obviously, Bellacore, great feedback from him. Um, and because of that feedback, I've actually disassembled him and uh, and I'm upscaling him. What? Um, so, yeah. I, did you not know this? I no. Didn't tell you. No. Uh, so, yeah, I've um, he's, off, he's off the base. Um, he, the orb... <laughs> Hand is off the model, and the head is off, and the blade is off. I'm upscaling the base because of your recommendation. Um, so it's just going to have a little bit more sort of in, intrigue on there. Um, Which I'm fucking uh, saying now. No, um, and I've I'm, the horns on the back of his head are getting upscaled. The, the, the blending wasn't as again. It was it was one of those things that we spoke about where because he took so long. Because I, I, you know, I felt like I improved across, you know, over the project. There were certain areas where, you know, certain bits were clearly better than others because I'd developed, you know, during that time. Sure. Um, and the horns on the back of the head, they they were blended well, and they had you know, they looked fine. Um, but I, I've, 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 I'm taking them off, and I'm, I'm, I'm redoing those. Um, also redoing uh, a bit of the face as well. So I'm bringing up the highlights a little bit more so his face stands out a little bit more his actual features like his chin and jawline and brow ridges and stuff um stand out a little bit more i've read i've redone the teeth and you're gonna love this right um I, i've actually managed to get my brush control to the point where and you Obviously, you won't be able to see it really from about two feet away. But, you know, if there's a, a, ever a chance where I get nice photographs taken of him, um, I'll actually there's actually striations on the teeth. It's that kind of striation effect that you see on bone and stuff like that on GW models, which obviously are on, on parts of Bellacore. Um, I managed to do that on the teeth as well, which gives, just gives them that texture which may, and makes them pop a little bit more because they've got those lines of highlight on them who are a little bit sharper. Um, 
the orb is probably going to have a just have just brought the, the the highlights just brought up a tiny bit on them and the same with the blade um but that's it so there's, there's not a massive amount it's just um you know i took them apart just for ease of ease of doing these just tiny little bits it's not he's not having a, a repaint or anything like that it's anything silly um but yeah just took on board some of the feedback that i had especially you know funny you mentioned the base but that is you know i'm ne- never going to be reaching for the foul hallam blizzard because i hate snow basing um <laughs> but at the same time i think just having that little bit there's something that chris mentioned as well chris tomlin you know having a little bit more intrigue on the base would would help you know sort of pull the model together a little bit um given how prominent the base is i think that you know, because it is quite interesting to look at. You know, it does need that little bit more of of detail on it. But you know, I, what, I'm, what I'm actually done, I've, I've done a little bit of that. But I'm I'm leaving that until that's going to be the last thing I do before the each portion of the army's finished, because no one's going to see him between now and then. Um, you know, in the meantime, so I, I've left that for a little bit just to sort of walk away from the project and come back to it. Um, I finished the. Um, uh, I've been. I made a start on the Zinch acolytes, or made a start. I sort of carried on with them because I'd, I'd been, I'd nailed the skin tone, and, and I've gone for four different types of skin tone. I think I mentioned it in the last podcast. So you've got like a pale skin, um, a kind of Caucasian style. I think it sounds horrible to say, but like a, you know, like a what you'd see like a on, like on Darren's tutorial. So like a a Caucasian just skin, um, a dark, like a more of a a ta- like a tanned Mediterranean, perhaps olivey type skin, um, and then a, a, a darker skin, uh, which I used uh, a recipe that Duncan had on one of his uh, videos. So I was trying to sort of get my head around how that would work because you know you see some that are painted like Mornfang brown and stuff, and it just doesn't it look like blokes made out of chocolate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Rather than it being a realistic skin tone. Interesting um, comparison uh, analogy, but yeah, I get, I get what you mean. But do you know what I mean? They look like a bar, of, you know, and that's not a racist thing. It's, they look like a man made out of chocolate. You know, not, you know if people want to, you know, it's not, that's not a racist thing to say whatsoever. It's just, it's just that's what it looks like. Um, and you know, that's you know, sort of the African kind of, you know, African kind of skin tone doesn't doesn't look that way do you know what I mean it's just it's it doesn't so um what I came up with a recipe which is dryad bark base but then with a uh Reichland flesh shade mixed with a little bit of druchy violet as a wash so it gives it that kind of purpley yeah. it's like a like a like a tint like a realistic flesh tinge to it um so that's kind of where I'm at with that and I think it it works well um, I did try and have a look and see what sort of the box art did, but I think that the, the skin tone isn't as dark on that. I think it might be Rhinox hide, um, but I'm using Rhinox hide for the straps, so it'd be a bit weird because you wouldn't be able to see the straps, although they'd be highlighted slightly differently. Um, I'd want, I'd still want that slight contrast between like the leathery kind of look and the dark skin tone. Yeah, I used. I've used Rhinox Hide in the past for the yeah. darker skin tone because it's got the more ready tone to begin yeah, with. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, the, using the the uh, purple and the flesh wash over the top definitely is a good idea because it gives it a much more of a naturalistic, alive look. Yeah. Rather yeah. than something that's not that hasn't. Yeah. Because um, there's, there's, 
there's a danger of it looking like stone, isn't there? Do you know what I mean? Like if you if like a dark like a dark stone, if you went just like with a darker colour. Yeah, if you use the um, well, whatever the a brown wash rather than yeah. the than the sort of more reddy tones, it just looks almost like made of. It's the same wash you would use for wood. Like it doesn't work. It needs the more sort of some of the um, alive colours. Yeah, for it yeah. to work properly. Yeah, well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, with, with that, I mean, I, I don't know, if, I don't know if any of you've seen that, but I, the, the dark skin tone. I think I popped a couple of work in progress up there. But the one thing that bloody, and you know, obviously when you're working through a unit like that, you want to kind of, you do your test model and you you nail, you, you know, the biggest thing that I I found, you know, I don't know whether you guys agree, but it's 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 painting it so you think right, okay, well that's how I'm going to do the gold. You know, I've got I've got my process for gold. I've got my process for the flesh. I've got my process for the, the you know, the metallic blades and whatnot and what I'm going to do so that when you do the other 10 or 20 or whatever, you can just sort of auto put There's no, obviously you've got the thought process of doing it, but you haven't got the thought process of oh, actually what shade works best or what, you know, you can just go right, but I've got the formulas already. It's just repetition at that point. Um, and the hardest one that I found to nail was just the white, getting a you know decent look on the the white their white skirts for want of a better word. Yeah. Um, and and sort of different you know kind of using you know, again, not starting too bright but sort of starting on like autumn grey and then uh, you know like a like a really watered down glaze um, into the recesses. And building that clays up a little bit, and then just going over with a with a white highlight, like an edge highlight. Um, but I found that getting the because the they're quite the skirts on the chirocacolites, apart from one or two instances, a lot of the folds aren't very deep and defined. They're quite broad. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, a hundred. Yeah, definitely. They're um... obviously you've painted a zine charm, haven't you? So it's not like you can just drop a, a wash into. There's some of the folds like on the front of the miniature mm. that have that deeper fold where you can just drop a wash in, but the the other ones they, they do take a little bit more. And, and it it was almost the point of actually I can't use a wash there. I'm, I'm going to have to you know use like a perhaps a celestial grey. I think I end up with a dawnstone and a little bit. No, actually it was. Um, Fenrisian grey, the old spray. Yes, Fenrisian grey, but as and to sort of glaze into the, you know, drag it from, you know, from far into the into the folds, as it were, and and that seemed to work well. But I'm I'm still not convinced. So, but there was what someone um, remember I saw it. I think it might have been on a GW thing, but it was doing a um, white something or other and it was using the contrast paints so um apothecary white yeah is it over like gracier okay and that like that picks up that like leaves you know because it flows and i haven't tried it yet but i'm going to try it on one to see if it's if it creates a, a better effect um I'm, you know, not in any major rush for it, but if it, if it makes the process a lot easier, then 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 that's fine. But I think you know, taking from and I'll talk on it when I go on to what I've been the next thing I've been doing. But um, I think you the half the battle of 
getting your glazes right and your consistency right is, is on the palette. Like half the battle is getting it right on the palette before you even put it on the miniature because you can, you know, if you, I don't know if you've ever had it before you've been washed, you know, shading something or highlighting something and you've inadvertently just got the paint you're using to the perfect consistency of what you needed to do at that given time. And it's just like, this is so easy. And then you go to do it again another time and you, you know, perhaps the consistency is a little bit too thin or a little bit too thick, depending on what you wanted to do. And you're like, why is this so hard today? It was really easy the other day when I was doing it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I don't know yeah. if you've ever had that. Yep, been there a few times. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you find it, you know, making sure that, you know, you're, if you're edge highlighting that, you know, you're not having it too thick, but then it's not too thin and all the rest of it. So, yeah, that was um, a bit of a, a bit of a learning thing with the with the lights. but the 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 one test model's done. Obviously, uh, all the shields I, I did before um, heading on to the miniatures, and I, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, but started on the enlightened as well, and on the discs for those. Just having a few different sort of models from the same project at hand, so that as Ian sort of said, a bit of a palette cleanser for you know for whatever you know you're doing at the time, whether you want to. You know, if you're painting loads of skin on the Kyrakak lights, it's nice to pick up a couple of discs for the enlightened and do a bit of edge highlighting and, you know, just, just mix it up a little bit. But you're all still working towards the same end goal, you know, which is, uh, which helps. Yeah, variety is the spice of life. It is indeed, yeah. So um, going on to the, the in, in what I mentioned about the uh, the empowerment that I felt with, with Darren is, is that I'd always kind of had plans for Egrim. Uh, uh, obviously riding his dragon, the Chaos Dragon, is going to represent uh, Kai, uh, um, Kairos in yeah. the Zinch army. And obviously with, you know, so that, you know, I'm, I'm again, like, you know, I'm, I'm not very creative when it comes to coming up with paint schemes. So I thought, well, I'll paint the dragon in the same, same colours that Kairos is painted in. So, you know, blue body, slightly lighter chat, you know, center, uh, like tummy and the purple, the wings going from sort of purple out to screamer pink out to sort of that bone at the tips. And then, um, you know, I thought, well, okay, well, that's fine. You know, I know, I know what I'm doing there. There's going to be a few embellishments um, given what the model looks like, but overall that's the kind of scheme that I'm going to go for with him. But it was always what color the paint egrim on top. Um, so because, you know, I wanted him to be able to stand out, but a lot of the scheme that would that is used in the Kairos model, it's all very Zinchian colours. Yeah. So whatever I then chose for Egrim is like, well, I can't really use that because, you know, I was thinking of doing like a, a blue, but then where he's going to be sat on the model, he's going to be surrounded by a lot of blue. Um, you know, I thought then maybe do his armour like a that sort of like a highly reflective sort of like uh, space marine style but with like screamer pink maybe but then it was like well the wings are going to be screamer pink on the dragon so he's going to be against that frame and if he's that color then he'll get lost in that um first world so the problems th- eh well yeah yeah so i i um i thought what well, i saw and i think i probably said this on the podcast so i do apologize if i'm repeating myself listeners but this is what happens when you don't recall for such a long while yeah it's been three uh, gentlemen, months i'm sure they've forgotten it Oh yeah, brilliant. Um, and then <laughs> uh, painter called Gareth Nicholas, who you might have seen on Instagram. Um, he's, I think he's either been a heavy metal painter or he, he 
he, he's very close with the heavy metal team, but a lot of his uh, painting is very, um, he does a lot of like NMM style armor and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff and in a lot of different colors as well. And, he, you know, he's got a few tutorials that you can get, which are quite cheap um, on Etsy, I think, which are like a couple of quid, which are really good as well. Um, and he's got, he did a uh, Lord Celestin on Dracoth. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he did the armor of the Dracoth in like, um, like a non-metallic metal style, but in with a turquoise. And it looks really, really nice, and especially with the the, the Dracoth, the trim of the armor being gold, which is what Egrim's trim is going to be. And um, he even had like a the Lord uh, Celestine had a um, like a screamer pinky red type cloak, which you know would work well with. So I've kind of nicked that paint scheme, um, but I've gone a little bit um, rather where he he started off on a slightly lighter base for the turquoise. I started off with um, Stegadon scale green and sort of Sotek as the as the as the mid tone. Um, yeah, and I've decided to paint him in not just like a stylized reflective sort of a space marine style armor, but full non metallic metal, um, but with using turquoise. So that was kind of like where it's going back to what I said about the empowerment thing, you, like seeing. You know the stuff that Darren had been doing, obviously with the, what I've learned with Tommy as well, with the, with the class that I went to there. I just like sod it. I'm just going to give it a go. Um, and although it's taken me, I'd say I've probably put about. Let me just think off the top of my head now. Between eight and ten hours worth of time into it, and I've painted the front of a leg and the kneecap of his armor, um, which I put on. Obviously, I, I put on Twitter. It's not the the stage I've got it to now because I've done a bit more work on it. Um, but yeah, it's taken fucking ages to do. But I, like, it, given my first real sort of go at it, and you know, again, pictures not doing. I don't think the pictures do it justice. I'm sat here looking at it now as we're speaking. And I'm not you know sort of trying to blame Premier and Trumpet, but like, I'm really really happy with it so far. And yeah, I wouldn't be able to get. I wouldn't be in that space. You know, if it weren't for, you know, seeing other people take the plunge with the with the painting style as well. I know um, Mark Wildman's been, he's lovely Blood Angel Army that Ruining he's been Blood doing. Angels. <laughs> with different coloured helmets and stuff. <sighs> um, and obviously uh, Jimbo with his Stormcast time, you know, people are really sort of, you know, pushing themselves and pushing, you know, their, their sort of the envelope of what they think they're, and I thought, sorry, I'm, I'm going to give it a go and, currently as it stands again it's taken me a little bit of time to just to get that front bit of the leg done but how i'm you know the, the learning process and the techniques that i'm using you know sort of very thin glazing and just being patient and building up and learning about light placement and stopping and looking at the model and going back to it and not stopping and going walking away from the model but stopping looking at it checking the light source going back applying other glazes and stuff I just found it's a really, it's almost like a different way of painting. I know it is a different way of painting, but like a, almost like a different thought process as well behind it. I know it's, it's obvious because it kind of is, but until you actually start doing it. It's a, it's a different discipline, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I just think, you know, again, it's, it's one of those, where, you know, you don't, 
and I quite like you know the fact that you know some you see some non-metallic metal paints paint jobs and you know unless you see them at their I'm using air quotes now golden angle they look a bit off yes um, because you know you should, you're only supposed to sort of see them from one angle the way because this this miniature is so there's a lot of there's a lot of plates it's a little bit more it's not a, a stoic pose um, you know I think it works really well. Um, and again, there's, there is a couple of angles where you look at it, and you know, if you look at it, I'm looking at it top down now, and it does look a little bit weird. But you never look at the model top down on, you know, it'll only really ever be me when I'm playing games with it. Um, but from just like a side angle and, and looking at it, sort of in general, looking I think it. it looking at it, uh, um, yeah, I'm really really happy with it so far. So again, it's you know, it's something different, um, but it's all working towards the same the same army and the same sort of project I guess you know at the end of the day so yeah it's um, I just, I just you know it's just one of those pro- it's just one of those processes that you can't rush um, you know t- and I think it perhaps suits my kind of my tempo as a painter I guess because I'm you know I'm obviously I'm quite a slow painter but it lends itself that technique lends itself to that sure, kind yeah. of Bit more of a methodical approach, I would say. Yeah, yeah, um, and yeah, just I'm just really chuffed with how, how it's starting to come out. I'm sure, um, you know, it all go in the gold bits and bobs, but um, yeah, really, really happy with it so far. Cool, brilliant. Well, um, you've actually just reminded me of something which I should mention while we're talking. Um, so you just mentioned Jimbo there. Uh, so that's James Wath for those of you don't know um of the mitzi mitzi and jimbo podcast and a who is actually currently the uk number one ranked army painter for age of sigma so happy to announce that the pro painted rankings is back live again um so the website is unsurprisingly www.propaintingrankings.co.uk so the current season's live um, it's running the same time frame as the Gaming Masters, so it's an 18-month cycle, so we, we've still got a good uh, six to eight months left, I think it is. Um, so what I wanted to say is I, I'm getting people, I've got full results from people, which is fantastic, so we've got a good chunk of tournaments on there for the current season. Um, it will then automatically rank um, everybody. Um, so thank you for Tom Hewitt over at Battle Roll for, for, for basically doing all the hard work with it um, and making it all look pretty. Fantastic work. So um, thank you for that, mate. And um, what I will say is I'm getting people saying, oh, I've won this, I've won that. And it's the same as the rankings. I, I can't just say this person won this event. Um, so I need to know who got nominations because they get points, uh, who won what prizes, the date of the event and how many players. So as long as you can get that information for me, that's great. If you've got photos of the nominated armies, that's fantastic because I am going to be, and we do have the facility to add photos of the armies when they win the nomination, when they win events or they get nominations and things. So that's going to be a, a great resource for people to look at these armies. And particularly someone like John Green, who's added to his army um, over over the last year or so. Um, so you can see all these new additions he's done and how that's changed the look of the army. Um, so yeah, that, that's something else. Another little thing that, that we're doing is, is the pro painted ranking. So do check that out. And uh, there will be a masters uh, again. How uh, this time will be um, up north. It will be Derby. Hopefully, run alongside with uh, the gaming masters. So yeah, do. Uh, oh nice. You go to an event and you get some results. Send them over. 
Yeah, so congratulations uh, so far, Jimbo, on, oh, on your uh, yeah. ranking. It's quite nice to see a lot of, um, there's a lot of uh, sort of dual threat people in, in the rankings as well, isn't there? you got yeah. um, uh, Just Play Richie, Rich, and uh, I believe Ben's in there as well, um, yep. Ben Sava. Yep. Um, so uh, I can't think, I, those He's are two. Uh, you've got myself. You know, dual, dual threat, dual threat wanker, um, Mr. Tomlin's riding Top high. Gamers and um, all right, prick. Um, Paul's there as well. Paul was smashing it for a while, Mr. Buckler, yeah. Mr. Paul Buckler. Um, uh, but yeah, consistency from Jimbo getting a couple of uh, couple of wins has, has really done it. So it's been great to watch that slowly build and come together. And it's a shame. I was going to say, I think Ian's on there, but just for a cheeky nomination. Yeah, <laughs> he's get the iron jaws out, mate. They're so good. Yeah, just not. Um, I had a look at the new rules. Um, uh, this, the um, Gordrak seems to be shit now. So uh, no. uh, is he not? No. Oh no. Isn't he filth? <laughs> I wouldn't say he's filth, but he's he's not any worse. Oh, no. I think he's worse. No, remember, Ian, you've got war chanters now that just go. That whole model's got plus one damage. No, I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't comment on that. I don't know. <laughs> Did you not notice that? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Well, I don't. I haven't read. I only read the rules for Gordrak. Brilliant. Um, War chances um, aren't plus one to hit. They're now plus one damage. But he's, um, his command ability is not as good as he was. Uh, plus, plus one to hit. Yeah, it used to be plus two attacks with the whole battalion. Yeah. But now it's just now it's just freely yeah. anything in your army that gets plus one to hit, and you can still put yeah. plus one damage on it. It's really good. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what, hold on, yeah. pump the brakes slightly here, right? When has, whenever has a model's effectiveness or lack thereof influenced your decision to take he's, it to a tournament or not? He's convincing himself it's poo, so he can focus on forty k. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, know, I know all the tricks. I, I, I had a list in my head for um, Gordrak and a uh, Squigalanche, was it? Okay, yeah. Where you could get plus two attacks for all the yeah. Mangler Squigs, and James, that's no longer a thing. No, James Everly of the uh, of the Dorset Doggers was in a simple... <laughs> Was in a similar vein as well. Do you just do a little fart? Doesn't he have something? What? Doesn't he? Doesn't, oh. he have, doesn't he have something? So, do you know, funnily enough, I was freaking driving my new job. I got a new job by the way, listeners. I got made redundant two weeks ago. And I got a new job, so happy days, no panic. Um, and I was listening to the Garage Hammer uh, episode on the new Oric book. Doesn't he have like some sort of command ability that affects all destruction? And it's not just yeah, correct. He did. Yeah, he did. So, so yeah. So you can still do that with your squiggle arch, then? No. No. No? Because it is all destruction still, but it's only within a bubble, and it's just plus one yeah. attack, or yeah, plus one to hit does something. Yeah, it's plus one to hit. He doesn't care about that. He's painting really nicely. Get him out of fucking... He's in the fucking rankings. He's fine, Ian. It's totally, he's, he's significantly better, and I can tell you why. Um, but actually, on the topic of Iron Jaws... I finished my Iron Jaws army for Realms yes. at War 2019, so that was um, that was an absolute blast. So I I basically got the army um, base coated and washed, ready for uh, the Dog Invitational early this year. 
and oh fuck me did i run out of time um i was upscaling things ready to take to raw so considering the fact it was 1500 points um it didn't feel like i had that much to do but um it, it really 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 crept up on me um so i had to stop taking uh, stop to display board and everything um but it was quite cool in the run-up because we had a cool little theme i don't know if you guys saw that we did the secret power rangers thing so each of us um in our army uh, we each had a, a different beast uh, which Paul Buckler bought an appropriate part or representative part to combine together to make this Megazord model. Um, and he did war scrolls for all the little putties that then grew into like little monsters. And then towards the end, uh, the final games while playing at Realm of War, which is a, which obviously is a narrative event. I'm not going to go into Raw too much because we've done episodes on it. People know what it is. It's it's a fantastic in-depth narrative um, Age of Sigmar event, uh, starting at 500, working its way up to 1,500 point games with some doubles in there. Um, and uh, so we had all these little putties that all our opponents got on occasion, and they grew into monsters. And then the big monsters came on the boards, and wherever a big monster appeared, the the super mega the megazord appeared and could only fight that, and it like did like twenty damage to monsters and this stuff. So it was really it was really fun. And we were dressed up in costumes for um, Chris was the Green Ranger, and he starts off as a bad guy. Uh, so he was in costume with this really expensive dragon uh, knife flute thing. Um, and there was like at Raw, there's two teams. So this year they really went into it. So they had um, Pyre Starters and Insignis. So Steve Foote led the Insignis, full like LARP gear. Um, Mitzi leading the Pyre Starters again, full LARP gear. It was so good. Um, and just having these two teams pit against each other. And uh, on a simple level, on your table, when you were playing your games on the board, there were little objective markers, markers of food or wealth. And you claim them at the end of the game, and that determined who was in the ascendance. And you could be wealthy, so you get extra command points, or you could be starving, so you'd have to take starvation rolls. Uh, you rolled like a dice in your hero phase, and on a one or a two, you took a mortal wound. So it was a really cool theme. It worked really, really well. Um, the Power Rangers were revealed and had an absolute blast. And I managed to just about get my army done for the event. Um, the big addition was the I, I have a such a nice model. I keep looking at it. Um, the Mercian miniatures, basically their mammoth um, with the howler. Um, it is a massive bit of kit. It's so beefy for a bit of resin. It just feels so good to heft about. And it was an absolute beaut to paint. Um, so I've been using that as a rogue idol. Um, and I was lucky to because I was converting mine. Kind of Tim kept some kind of uh, their their quality control is is insane uh because i asked him to send me any kind of miscast bits to make a full kit and the stuff he sent me i couldn't tell you what was wrong with them i genuinely could not tell you what was wrong but you know that that, that goes to show their quality control it's just a fantastic model uh, to use as a chaos war mammoth which is one of the things i was going to do um but actually i realized that it might work quite well as a rogue idol so i put it on the appropriate size base and stomped around with a mammoth for the whole of sunday nice. which is loads of fun um, and the Iron Jaws army itself was brilliant to play with. Really, really enjoyed it. So I'm quite excited to get them out, rounded up properly to a 2,000 point list. Um, I think I can pretty much, if I don't want to take myself too seriously, I can paint a more crusher and pop it in. Uh, that brings me up to my 2K. I don't. I think you guys saw the photos of the army. What did you think? Look cool. Yeah, really, like this. Yeah, like the. Yeah. Cool. I thought the base yeah. was sweet. Could really made it the dark armor pop. 
Yeah, and I was going to go a bit further with the basing as well because it does have aquarium plant parts on there cut down. And I was going to take them off, varnish them, contrast paint or repaint them. But to be honest, the vibrant kind of plasticiness of yeah. it, I think, worked quite well. I think yeah. given it's quite um, like, I don't know, obviously listeners will know. So I'm right in thinking that's the army that you based on off of. So how much I've been paying attention. Let's let's do a little test to see how Rob how much Rob knows. Well, World of War World of Warcraft was Correct. it? Alter, alternate yeah. history. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like at first, I mean, you know, I'm 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 never one to shy away, and you know, I was, you know, we we got a little group, and I was quite honest. I feel bad sometimes when I'm honest with people when things Honesty don't. Honesty is the best policy sort of, as long to, as it's to, relevant. Know, yeah. 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 Um, shut up. Um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> like it did, they did look a little bit jarring to begin with, but then when you see it sort of as a whole, yeah, across an entire army, um, there's a couple of things. First off, it's quite a meta fourth wall choice given the inspiration, if that makes sense. So you get where I'm coming from because yep. it, like, it, like what like the the what Ian alluded to then with it looking slightly plasticky and, and that vibrancy and stuff, that's kind of how the graphics look like on World of Warcraft. Sure. So it kind of, it almost, they, they almost, it makes them, and, and I mean this in, in, in a good way, kind of makes them look like action figures. Right. Okay. Which is what, do you know what I mean? Which is what they're based, they're kind of, you know, like, um, uh, like the, the, you know, it's sort of, I don't know. I don't know where I'm trying to go with this, to be honest. But it, it kind of, I think I, you know, I like it because of that. And the other thing is, well, it's just it's a perfect example, and you know, it's exactly what Ian said of how, um, and it's something that you know I, I speak about, but I, I'm, I'm guilty of not following my own advice. But it's, it's a, it's a way of the basing harmonising the entire model. So. They, they wouldn't look out of place as an ally with John Green's army because yeah. of the you've got the dark tones and you've got the vibrancy. You know, if they were, you know, especially if, you know, they're probably not, but if, if they were the exact same hue of green that he's got on his army, then they'd match pretty much perfectly because, the you know, it's using the base seem to tie the overall look of the model rather than the base being something you just plonk the model on. It's part of the you know, I've got a friend who's um, who's just sort of he's been into the hobby a little while, but he's trying to up his painting. He's asking for a bit of advice about you know color schemes and what to work with, and you know, been sort of showing the color wheel and taking the sort of learnings that I've learned off that and, and advising him. And you know, it's one way of the base adding to that. Do you know what I mean? You can have uh, a, a miniature that's perhaps got the contrasting color to the miniature is on the base, not on the model. Yeah, for sure. You know, you know, so it's a very good example of that. And as a, as a whole, with the army, yeah, it looks looks fantastic. So this is another army you've painted, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I must get get cracking. <laughs> and um, what one thing that was cool about the raw event itself is um, they did this. Uh, well, it was my term, which they then took, but they were doing a war band, which I termed raw band. Get it, raw. Realms at War. Yeah, good. Very good. Yeah. Um, and it was decided. It was basically. Welcome back, Ian. <laughs> it's basically taking kind of Warhammer skirmish um, 
idea. So you, if you've got, a, uh, so you could build them individually. Uh, sorry, the warband's built of individual models grouped together. So if you wanted a hard boy, you took the points cost, you divided by the amount of uh, models in the unit, and that's that's how many points one of those were. So you started off with a hundred points. So, brew, so, so quite like, straight, quite straightforward then. 32. Yeah, nice straightforward. You can only have three uh, command models, so you can have a champion, a standard baron, and a musician. Basically, um, cool. you could only have one wizard. You can only have one model with more than five wounds. Um, and what I wanted to do, and it's something that uh, doesn't, it, it's, it's something cool, but I don't think a lot of people would would get it. Um, but I had each model of my raw band was so in in warcraft uh the the black rock clan which is my army is part of the iron horde and the iron horde is this massive conglomerate of all sorts of different clans so i wanted each model in my raw bands to be from a different clan so you've got if you've ever played the older warcraft games you've got uh blade masters which are basically kind of those pseudo pseudo samurai guys they have like a back banner uh, and they, they're, they're of the burning blade and they always have two big two um two handed big swords so converted him out of a, the savage oric war boss um i've got like shadow moon orcs which are like shadowy casters and he's he's actually a chiric acolyte uh with a grot head and some and a cloak and then you've got the frost wolves which is from the, the most recent warcraft movie uh duratan's in there for example um so i've got uh so i've got an iron jaw took, took off the shoulder armor so he's not as heavily armored um use a fenrisian wolf head um on on there and sculpted all the fur and he's got a pair of wolves so that was something or i mean genuinely that was like i loved working on those individual little character models to go into a unit to use at the event but we yeah. did get to the event and it turned out that it was unlikely you were going to use all of them because um, it says in the pack bring another 200 to 300 points worth of models so i went balls out balls deep chucked them all in and it's really unlikely you'll get to use them all um, but i think i used in the end got really lucky because it well in my games and there was only three i didn't use so super chuffed really good awesome but how did you find? Yeah. I mean, because that that's this is very seems very similar to, you know, what kind of got me into the hobby way way back in the midst of time with the old and the you know it was at the time it was just um, chaos warbands, but doing like the individual mutations and all the rest of it and and creating sort of almost a, a you know you, I don't know if you've. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever seen the um, there's a really crap sci-fi movie based on the Seven Samurai called Battle for the is it I don't know if I'm going to get this wrong is it Battle for, Battle for, Battle of the Planets or Battle for, for the Stars or something like that and it's based on the loosely based on the Seven Samurai right but in like shit 80s sci-fi um, I think it's Battle of the Planets you're referring to yeah and um, but it's just nice that like. I used to love doing conversions, you know, shocker. Um, <laughs> Rob Ellis uh, loves oh, conversions. Yeah, but, uh, you know, on a much uh, less sort of refined way than, than now. But, you know, I love chopping up miniatures and coming up with those little still backstories for each of them and why they look the way they do and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, you know, and, and do you know what? It's, it's why, like, I don't, I don't know why I haven't gotten into stuff like Skirmish or Warcry as much as, or even... You know, I know I haven't gotten into Shade Spiral or Underworlds because I'm shit at card games. and just don't, they don't register. And the only time I've tried to play them was drunk around Ian's house and we just couldn't be bothered. Um, but, you know, the whole sort of warbandy kind of thing does, you know, it, it suits my, you know, converting and, 
only painting a small amount of models to you know perhaps a slightly higher standard than an army um kind of suits me down to the ground but i don't know why it's never really clicked i think that the, the biggest thing with that sort of thing is with the war bandy stuff is it really you do it to play the games yes do you know what i mean yeah. like and if you've got like a group of four or five of you that are local that oh you know we've We've got a little bit of an escalation league where you know two or three miniatures, and then you know you know your next one's in a couple of weeks, so you want to get the next one done. I think that kind of lends that's sort of what drives that a little bit more than perhaps army painting, where you're painting you know just the getting a big project done and out of the way. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, that sounds like it's awesome. I don't think I've I've seen. Have you shared any of those pictures, or have I just? Uh, yeah, I did a whole, did a whole video as well, just panning. Oh, right, okay, brilliant. So apologies for that's not registering. Um, but yeah, I have, to, I have to go back and have a look at them. So that 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 does tickle a, a certain, a scratch a certain itch. You know what I mean? And I think um, you know if we go on and talk about a war cry and that, it's something that I'm definitely looking into a little bit more. But I like this, I just want to get this project out of the way at the moment. You know? Sure. Yeah. No. Don't blame me. And it's stuff like that. It's just it's just nice to be able to sit down with these individual models and go right. This this guy. You know, this is his little theme. You paint the model around that. You move on to the next one. It was, yeah, I really enjoyed doing that. Really, really enjoyed it. So kudos to the Raw guys for putting that on. So that's uh, that's Mitzi and Jimbo and Ming and Steve Foot um, putting a blinder of event again. Um, definitely going to be who? 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 De- Ming. 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 Yeah, he was there. He made a, made a resurgence. He has. Yeah, it was great. It was was great to see him. Uh, we had an absolute yeah, blast. Good, Fantastic good games. Back. I could I could wax on lyrical about how good it was. Um, we'll definitely be back next year. Um, there's there's one thing that I find, um, I, and I know it's different. I know it's different attitudes for things, um, but kind of looking at kind of best army and painting and things like that. So um, I I did well. I think uh, I think third best raw band and second place uh, best army, which is great. So thank you for those people that voted. Um, but there's, I don't know if you guys have come across this, but there's definitely a, there's two pools of thought when it comes to players and judges vote. Um, so what you tend to find is some events want to spread the awards. So say, for example, the three best armies are the three best armies. Um, maybe they'll choose another army that didn't quite deserve some recognition, but didn't quite get there in the top three and maybe give that a judge's choice. Um or the other way of looking at it is very much kind of I think I think Chris has kind of been doing this a lot with his events where if it's the best army like if that's if that is their judge's favorite army it doesn't matter if they came first second or third they still get judge's choice does that make sense yeah 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 I, I mean if 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 I was to if someone were to rock up to an event where I was running and knew you had you know um you know, an individual kind of painting competition, which is great to see a lot more, you know, a lot of events sort of get on board with and have like, you know, top three and, you know, uh, judges choice. If the, if someone brings along, you know, something that's, you know, clearly uh, best in every category. Yeah. Then that person should win all those awards. Sure. Like, um, and it sounds like a really, but like, and this is going to sound a bit old manny now, and I'm sorry if I offend anyone. So I, I you know, I'm, I'm not that type of person, right? But like, I don't believe in 
Participation Awards. I knew you were going to say that word. I know, right. absolutely know. And, and 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 like I, I believe right, and this is this is different because I've, I've coached basketball teams from you know young you know from youngsters to to you know adults and or, you know across the board. You know I come from a very strong teaching background um, and training and stuff like that. So and it's not for one second saying that you don't recognise achievement and you know we've 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 um obviously championed you know podiums for painting um you know and all the rest you know that that sort of sort of thing and you know uh you know giving you know when i've you know chris has kind you know been very honored to be part of you know you know i wouldn't have thought five years ago that you know i'd be in a position where I'd be doing a podcast with two extremely talented army painters and paint and figure painters overall and be involved in, you know, things like blackout where, you know, I get to walk around and, you know, my opinion is held in, in to a point where, you know, I, I can, you know, I'm being trusted with, with, with choosing armies to be nominated and, and things like that. So, so it's a great honor for me um, that, you know, if, if there are people that, hold me in that regard that they do and, and you know I appreciate all of that and you know I wouldn't be where you know I, I you know I've improved I think over the last nine years since I've gone back into the hobby and that improvement certainly wouldn't be there without the, the feedback and the constructive criticism that I've had during my time back in the hobby so I understand you know not for one second saying you know don't you know try your hardest and 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 they, these people they shouldn't be commended for 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 improving and and doing and bettering themselves however you know it's like the, what i've been watching the athletic world championships everyone that's gone to the world championships is an elite athlete yeah you know they've they've worked their ass off they've dedicated their life they've sacrificed so much to to get there and you've still got people you know the forlorn look on people's faces where they're running down that final stretch. They've been leaving the match, and like three dudes just overtake them on the last thing, and they're like, you can see the, you know, all that work and all that hard work. That doesn't stop them from going and, and trying again their hardest. And you know, they might have run a personal best. Do you know what I mean? It's just that their personal best wasn't good enough to win that particular race at that given time. So it's not just you know, I'm not saying people shouldn't get participation awards because they don't deserve, you know. Uh, the recognition for improving themselves and doing better but i just i think that you know winning like to me right like winning um one of my life goals <laughs> sounds a bit sad when you say it like that one of my sort of hobby one of my hobby goals is to win best paint of face hammer right is, is to get one of those swords now i can either 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 hire a hitman and take out get you know Get someone to take out G on the way to the venue, or you know, I love the whatever. Way you're obsessed with killing him. Um, him over right, so it's the only way. It's the only way, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, but uh, I joke. Um, but we kind you know, of don't. To, to, to me, you know, but, but but the thing is, you know, it's one of the reasons why you know, like his, you know, his um, trog boss uh, came second at the open day, yeah, and Bellacor came third. So, like. I know that if I'm going to take, but you know, I think Egram will probably be, you know, will be a better, will be a, a you know, I, you know, become as good if not better than 
Bellacore as a centerpiece model. I think, you know, given you know what I've learned during the time and all the rest, of it, I think it'll probably be slightly better painted, whether or not he tickle, you know, he, he scratches that itch for the, whoever's judging it or, you know, whether people prefer whatever model, then that's just that's just subjective. But um, you know, I look at that and I you know, I think well that's what I need, you know, it's a the competitive and it's the same competitive drive that drives people you know, in their work or, you know, even in the hobby to become better gamers, to, 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 you know, achieve things like being on the ETC teams or to podium at events and to get up in the rankings and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm quite a competitive person when it's something that I'm passionate about. And, you know, I look at those type of things and, you know, if, if, you know, G rocks up at South coast and he brings a load of models that are better painted than every other model in that category, then, I'd want to be able to trust Russ, Dan, and, and um, Wayne. To, you know, he should have all the awards. Do you know what I mean? And it should be up to everyone else that to go away and go right. That's the guy to beat. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. in the, just in the same way that Ben Saver, Jack Armstrong, Tom Maudsley, all these you know high end, you know uh, James Tinsdale, Richie McCauley, you know all these people that you see on the ETC teams that or or not in some people's cases, but that's a completely different subject. But, you know, that win all these events that are in the game, that make the Masters, like Dan Bradshaw and all them them guys, you know, I'm sure there's competitive players that, you know, that analyse the lists that those guys play, that, you know, that play umpteen practice games a week or a month. And for me, it's the same competitive drive that drives me to think, well, I'm going to, I'm going to take, you know, a joke about, you know, running him over in the Firestorm car park or take him out on the piss so he has a stroke or whatever. But because <laughs> he certainly, there'd be one thing that you will not be able to beat me out is drinking. Um, <laughs> I don't know, mate. He is a, he's a northern lad. He's a northern lad, yeah, he is. You know, he might be a dark horse when it comes to that, but I fancy my chances. Um, but, <laughs> you know, but using that, and I, th- I, I, I just don't think that having, and I'm not saying that, you know, that happens because I haven't, I haven't seen it. Do you know what I mean? And, you know, it goes back to the whole player versus judge voted, you know, there's whole, there's different things that can skew it. And I know that in the gaming side of things is sports votes and all the rest of it that people have an opinion on because they feel that it swings something one way or the other. But at the end of the day, I think these, you know, if, if, if people truly want to improve, then, these things should be aspirational and it shouldn't it shouldn't be something that just oh well you know i will let we will give him that award because so-and-so's had five was no if if so-and-so's done well enough to have that sixth award if it were me i'd want that sixth award do you know what i mean i want to be michael phelps and be coming back with you know 12 gold medals or whatever if i feel because because i know that i'd uh, the sw- sw- American swimmer that's won fucking a million gold medals because he's just better than everyone else. Um, <laughs> smokes a lot of weed as well, which is you know, which is cool. Um, but he uh, we don't endorse we do not endorse drug use on this podcast. No, no. Um, where was I? Yeah, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, weed. Uh, but if you know, if some if something's if someone's good enough to get something, I you know I know the amount of, um, and this is sort of going back to the athlete thing, the time and effort that it would take, the t- amount of time and effort it would take me to 
paint a better army than Graham Shirley would it would take like you know he's been doing it for a lot probably a lot longer than I have he, I think he does a commission service as well so he's kind of semi-professional um and you know it would be an amazing accomplishment to do something not say that I, I feel like I can but if I were to I'd feel slighted if I missed out on something because someone thought that oh you know Rob's you know Let's give someone else something just for the sake of it, you know. And I, I think it it doesn't make anyone better. Yeah, I, I in I, the long in the long run. Yeah, do you I, know what I mean? I, 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 I agree sound, with you. like a dick and a bit. No, I, I know I, it's. I understand why events want to do it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, and I think that's it's a bit it is, PC thing to say, but you I know. think it is two schools of thought. Um, and I, I'm I no issue with you know for me for raw ops, you know I'm happy with whatever. Um. But, um, you know, and this is coming from me from the other side, because blackout year before last, I was and I talked about it. I was I was really disappointed to take my zinch to blackout and in the field that was there work, walk away with no like no award. Nothing. It didn't come in the top three for players. And then yeah. thought, well, judge's choice. So, you know, I've got a great army. I, I feel it should be rewarded. Um, yeah. They can see the results. They could see what armies are going to walk away with awards, and then Aaron got judges and best army, you know, first place best army, and you know it, it's it hurts at the time, you know. It's like, well, hold on, I've got one of the top, in my opinion, one of the top three armies here, but I haven't walked up with walked, walked away with a with an award. Um, but you just have to, like you say, you use it as drive to to crack on with the with with the next thing, and realise that you know goalposts nowadays have moved that the that's why I say to events now, I say don't just don't don't call awards best best painted because if it's a player vote, um, the best best painted will, will rarely win. It's you know it's best army. There's so many other factors than simply the way that something's technically painted or presented. Um, yeah, yeah. So I was interested to see what your thoughts were on it. I mean, Ian, I don't know if you've got anything you want to add. Uh, not really. I think it's. Um... Oh, go I think on. It is. You, you do, you do, because I get, you, I get a fucking, we get down the old bargain booze at the end of your road, I get a fucking couple of cores light in you, mate, and you can't fucking stop me talking about it. I think the, um, there is potential for the judge's choice to, to um, reward the technical side, yeah. rather than the, um, the um, you know, what draws the eye. Sure. In some for player votes, so I think it is a not. It's a. I can see the arguments either side of it, but I don't think it should be um, necessarily just to spread them out for no reason. Yeah, it's got to be a specific reason behind it, whatever that reason is. But yeah, it's rather yeah. than rather than. You know, yeah, there's, there's, got, there's got to be something. There's got to be a. There's got to be a beat, doesn't there, that someone picks up on that you can. If someone wins something over something else that the majority of people think is more deserving, you know, it's like, okay, well that. I mean, just using it because it's something close to home, but you think, oh well, that you know, more more's gone into a conversion plus paint job than, like, say, if someone's done a, I don't know, uh, they've got a, a stock model and painted it. Like if you say it out of a hundred, like ninety percent out of a hundred, that someone's done a, a, a conversion. This is not me. This is not a, a subliminal uh, 
campaign for votes here. If someone's <laughs> done like a, you know, like a ninety, like a ninety out of a hundred conversion, and an eighty out of a hundred paint job, and that model wins it over the ninety paint job, then you could probably, I mean, if the paint job's not that far off, but then there's a lot of work gone into the modelling side <laughs> of things, then you could potentially see why that would get chosen. You know, it'd be, it'd be certainly, you know, with my disposition, that would be something certainly that I'd look at as, a, you know, if I was judging, do you know what I mean? I'd, cause I'd know how much work had gone into the conversion and, 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 you know, if, if the paint job was a slight, you know, not as good, but just not, not, not far off enough for it to make too much of an impact then certainly the, the better converted model or the converted model over the stock model might get a bit more attention. Do you know what I mean? Because again, but then, you know, it's, it goes in, it goes back to the whole, like you mentioned that about best army or best painted. Do you know what I mean? Um, an overall best or best in show or whatever you want to call it. There's so many different um, denominations you can give things to represent the different efforts that have gone in. Um, and it's just, again, you know, perhaps people being clear on that. With I think the biggest thing is feedback as well. You know, if something, you know, has beaten something out and you've, you know, as as a, an entry, uh, you know, you've entered something in and something that you feel isn't as good has beaten you, is to, to ask the judges why. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is the biggest thing. And, and being able to go up to these people and go, you know, look, I... You know, and be because they're hobbyists as well. Not you know, ninety nine times out of all, these guys are, are hobbyists and they've 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 gone through the same learning curves and processes as yourself. To be actually go to them and say, look, man, I spent a hundred hours on that model. I don't think I could have done anything. You know, within my armory as it is, my skill set as it is at the moment, I don't think I could have done anything better. Then. If that person turns, you know, and nine, again, nine times out of ten, the judges are, are well versed enough to be able to not just sort of shrug their shoulders and go, well, I just thought that other guy was better. They'll actually give you constructive feedback as to why they chose the other model over yours. And then at least you can, you can either game for that at the next time round you go to that, to that tournament. You think, well, okay, well, so and so is judging it. He prefers a certain thing because that's what he told me last time. Um, or you just take that on board and, and bet yourself overall. Like the, I keep going on about it, but the biggest thing, the biggest bit of feedback that I had about my Wood Elf Army, Sylvan Elf Army, whatever you want to call it, was the because of you know there's a lot of woodland colours, there wasn't as much contrast as there potentially could be, and obviously that was one of the big things I've taken in to my next project. Why does it sound like someone whipping in the background? <laughs> Is that you, Ian? I'm, I'm, pl- I'm playing around with a glasses case. Oh, right. You're not, like, bent so, over the table and your missus is just you're looking away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, well, but, that as well. That, I mean, does that make... I, you know, I know I've gone off... No, it makes a bit of sense. I think you're talking about the actual judge, and I think it's I think it's something some people have become a bit more clever about recently is playing for the field as well. Um, you know, certain themes... Oh, 100%. Um, ...colours, basing... Army army compositions overall can really appeal to people. But anyway, well, I'm glad I mentioned it because it's great to get some thoughts on it. Um, as I said, you know, it's 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 something that came up in Raw because it was actually it literally they that's what they said. They said we want to spread the awards out. 
and um I, it was it was something i wanted some kind of thoughts on and you know I, i've 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 been um you know it didn't benefit me at that event um and um back at uh, blackout it, you know it, it was a great example i mean aaron's army at the time uh you know he was the painting master um for, for the 20, 2018 season um w- was fantastic so couldn't begrudge it but you know sometimes you just want to walk away with an award um but i think i think we should call it there because we've been recording for almost two hours it's been a while since we've done a two-hour show um i think we've got plenty of other bits and bobs to pick up on uh if we record again in you know two three weeks um yeah, I think the um, with the bone. We wanted to have a chat about the bone reapers, didn't we? And they'll probably be. I think they're going on pre-order on the twenty seventh. Oh, are they? Oh. Yeah. Um, soon, soon, I think, soon, my pretty. Yeah, so week, 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 a week Saturday, so only ten days away um, as we record this. I was hoping to be on pre-order this weekend. No, I think um, I, I'm, it's Space Marines this weekend. Space Marines. Yes, Space Marines. Yeah, I think the, um, Imper- the little the little new Rhino thing is coming out, ah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. In, Imperial fists and salamanders. Well, it's a, yeah, it's nice. A, see, it's another got a forty k amongst our mitts now. Yeah, got my finger on the pass on the pulse of the yeah death guard. Yeah, unintentional lol. Very very Freudian. Yeah, yeah. Very lol. Finger on the pulse of the forty first millennium. Yeah. I think once, um, also once, once, you know, it tends to happen, doesn't it? That once the, uh, once you know something like that, they've been building up to hits and, and drops. You start, you, you start getting a few sniffs of what's next down the line as well. So hopefully we'll have, you know, maybe something else to talk about. One thing I did want to light mention. Elves. Yes, hopefully. Um, one thing I, I did want to mention, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it quickly. Um, was the new Orc book? Yeah, Orc book. Um, the uh, Ian's fan, fan favourite, the Foot of Gork, is no longer in it oh. as a spell choice. Uh, on 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 the Shaman, yeah. But I think Bone, do you, Bone Splitters have Gork's Warpath or something, I believe. Do you? But do you think they're going to come out with an endless spell? No. There's a big foot. Not now. No. But. In, in 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 the future, possibly. But I reckon that's I reckon that's why they've admitted, and it's the same reason why I reckon they've admitted the why we didn't get any new Mortal Slanesh releases in in the Slanesh uh, Head and Light book is because there's going to be some chaosy elfy type things coming up. You've already had one Chaos Elf, and it's in the one of the Warcry one of the Warcry Warbands. Yes, they're splintered. So, um, yes. Well, that- were there any end, endless spells for the... No. The, um, no. Oh. All the three cities, no. 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 That's unusual. I think I, part of me almost feels like everyone was saying, oh, every book that comes out gets endless spells in their own faction terrain. No, so, <laughs> no they don't. Yeah. No, they don't. <laughs> Look at these. But I just, yeah, I don't think they needed them. I think it's fine. It's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, on the brief topic of Bone Reapers, anyone would have seen on Twitter or knows me in real life. I am very excited. I am doing an army. Um, I'm buying all of it. I am <laughs> got plans for it all. I've already ordered my basing materials. Uh, I'm going for a, a very kind of Japanese red and white and kind of dark bone color scheme. Um, nice. I'm having a whole display board with TT Combat Bushido buildings, and I'm going to put like. Um, subtle zinch iconography on it so it's like a, a zinch um kind of training cap for cultists for example 
as we're walking through with uh, pink blossom trees on the bases and little Japanese architectures. The idea is these big monsters on these very serene kind of flowery bases. Oh, I can't wait. I literally can't wait. I'm just sat here just twiddling my thumbs going, please, please. please I, saw that pic- I, saw, I saw that picture today which has all the you retweeted the new that the yes. has all the, the picture of everything on there and as like when you know it's when when stuff gets drip fed or you see sort of like videos or whatever you don't when you see it like that you think oh that does look like a you see especially when you see the base sizes as well yeah 25 mil the, the, for that infantry, i didn't expect it well the mortar in the the, the more new mortar guy like on 130 like an archeon size base that's how big he is yeah he's massive yeah in in, in the preview he doesn't look no, like he—he he looks like he'll be like a a smaller base than that, but no, it looks like he's going to be huge. So, yeah, scale's yeah. such a factor that you don't you don't always get in these reveals. But the no, thing, no, the size of the catapult is huge. Yes, it's <laughs> absolutely massive, and that thing's got to be absolutely devastating. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, yes, I mean, yeah, we got obviously that, and the uh, we were going to talk about the um, the beast grave stuff, but and and what you know the implications yeah. and that and expand you know it's quite interesting to see you know an expansion another expansion of a a smaller line with the kernoth style mr tumnuses and um it'd be interesting to see if uh, any other sort of threads are picked out and pulled you know yeah. with, with releases going forward maybe we should have like um, a, a skirmish episode next yeah if they do a fucking orion big Orion on a base with swells around him. I'm not going to be fucking best pleased. But, uh, <laughs> I love the fact you always default to complaining that they might do something that you've done. Yeah, well, it's, it's happened in the past, Matthew. They've got previous, let's put it like that. Um, you know. There's, so, cam- yes, there's but cameras no. and microphones in the walls, mate. Well, yeah, I do, a, I do a, a bug sweep every time I come into the into the man cave and check under the fucking lamps and stuff. I'll put your tinfoil hat on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and your magnifying Block the signal. Glasses. Block the signal. Fuck. Can't block the signal awesome. now. No. So that's a serenity record well, for anyone who out there. It's cool. Well, back, back, uh, thanks for thanks for listening. You know, uh, to this random you know, shit after, after, after the three month break. I hope this is going to last three months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll do some segments next time. We'll have um, we'll have Ian's Ian's 40k disease pit, and he could talk about yeah. all the stuff he's been doing with Plague Marines. And yeah, I'm definitely gonna have a look and see if we can insert some uh, photos into the audio for people to click links or and all that shenanigans. And also, if we yeah. um, try and get hold of some uh, some uh, people that are slightly, like you said, slightly further afield, and uh... I'd, be, I'd be tempted by painted by G, but I don't know what you'd say to him. <laughs> you know, just try and like, well, it'd be like um, it'd be like you know, re- like a winter, so- well, like a winter soldier thing or a, or a <laughs> clockwork orange, where every sort of you know like every six, you know, kill yourself. What? Um, <laughs> no, uh, stop painting. Uh, yeah, I feel like no, you were, uh, we, what was that? Yeah, but we'd probably get him on the episode, and he somebody would kill him while recording the episode, just so you had an alibi. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, well, well, you know. I was recording the podcast. That's <laughs> yeah, my voice. I was, was two hundred and fifty miles away. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, no, but I mean, you know, if, if uh, yeah, if anyone's listening who's uh, who you fancy coming on for a chat, then uh, they're more than welcome. Obviously, uh, Matt will have to veto you uh, first, but uh, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, don't be, be nice. It'd be nice to get some other people because I know those those episodes were great. It's people like 
uh, getting Chris on and um, and uh, the other Chris Mills as well and, and yeah. uh, some of the other bros. Uh, it'd be nice to get. Uh, I've been I've been campaigning behind the scenes to try and get uh, Terry on uh, Terry Pike, because um, I know he's, he's quite into his. He's, he's, he's sort of gone from gaming. Yeah, yeah, and you know he's, he's knocking out some really great stuff. So, and you know maybe get some uh, overseas uh, painters on. Maybe maybe if we can, I don't know, he probably doesn't listen to this, um, but maybe get Vince on as well. Vince Venturella, be quite nice to get some uh, overseas representation. But never know, never know. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. See what strings we can pull. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Right, well, um, yeah, hopefully we're back in a, in a few weeks and we'll have all those super amazing um, Bone Reaper models to talk about. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, anything in the meantime, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Obviously, it's at ProPainted Podcast. Uh, same with Facebook and Instagram. Um, yeah, get put... your questions in, guys. We need more content. You can't just listen to Matt and Ian ramble on all oh, the fucking night. Definitely, definitely. People, love the, people love this more than anything. Is just, <laughs> just sat in front of a microphone talking crap. We may as well stream this on Twitch. Well, we could do. Yeah. And if we wore tight little tops, it'd be even popular. Oh, no, that's... that's well, I'm up for it, but, you know. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was minimal hesitation. Yeah. Awesome. All right, lads. Thanks, thanks for coming on. Yeah, nice no one. Problem. Speak to you soon. Speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.